Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Welcome in once again, everybody, to Gamecock Central Radio. We are turning our attention now to the start of basketball season. My name's Emerson Phillips, and I'm joined by Gamecock legend Joe Rett, who will be with us all season long here on Gamecock Central Radio. Joe, great to be with you again, man. We had an incredible year last year, and we're just about ready to get the 17-18 season cranked up. Man, how you been? I'm doing great, man, as well. I'm very excited. Uh, seemed like we just was speaking yesterday when we were doing the Final Four run, and just glad to be back in the fold. Glad to uh, try to get to know this new young team, and I'm excited. I'm excited to see what we're going to build upon of what we did on last year. I'm excited about this year too, Joe. And I'll be honest with you, there are, have not been a lot of days during the all season that I have not thought about the fact that the Gamecocks were in the Final Four last year, and I'm still not sure that that has completely set in for a lot of Gamecock fans. And just what an incredible job of Frank Martin and the Gamecock men's basketball team did a year ago, making the Final Four with the number seven seed in the NCAA tournament. Carolina had not won a tournament game since 1973, and they won one last year. They won four last year, Joe, made it to the Final Four, and, you know, we're playing in the biggest stage in college basketball, the national semifinal, and, uh, you know, lost to Gonzaga in a very close game, and the season ended in a way that I think, uh, you know, a lot of folks would have preferred that it not, but uh, still an incredible season a year ago, and, Joe, serious talent lost off of last year's team, obviously. So Frank Martin has had to kind of reconstruct this roster here with the new season. And we're going to talk about returning players today. And we've got a handful of newcomers that a lot of Gamecock fans may not know a lot about. But we got some freshmen in the program this year, Joe, and three transfers as well. So Frank Martin, you know, with the loss of Cinderius Thornwell 
and P.J. Dozier and Dwayne Notice, uh, Coach Martin has had to try to piece together a new team for the new season here, Joe. He's definitely uh, passed a pretty good team together. I mean, a couple guys were just speaking on that last night about how well he had to go out there and, you know, he put these guys together and in a short period of time, you know, with losing uh, Sanders and Dwayne Notice and, you know, leaving losing P.J., as a junior, you know, he had to have with the, the, the background and with the reputation that PJ had and him playing good in the Final Four, uh, knowing that so many scouts were coming down to visit and, and try to get to know PJ, he had to know, uh, have a, a, a something in, in reserve to uh, replace PJ if he did go. But fortunately, he did go, and, and he's now with the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, that G League team. And, um, at, throughout throughout all that, I think he's done a, a really good job, you know. But you don't replace those guys, Emerson. You don't replace those those guys, and and but what you can do is just you know put some new guys in and a mixture of young guys, a lot of young talent, mix them in with some JUCOs that some transfers that that have been in the fire that have been playing, you know, on this college level. When you put those two mixes in, and with the coaching of Frank Martin, I think he can put a a, a nice group of talent out there to compete on a nightly basis. And, you know, right now, I think, you know, we want to build upon what we did last year. And, and you know, I think we're getting to the point where we have a program. This is not a hit or miss last year. It wasn't a fluke last year. I think these guys and Frank Martin and their coaching staff want to prove that, you know, we're on the verge of having a perennial program that's going to be able to compete and to be able to get to the NCAA, you know, for many years now. So the Gamecocks beat Erskine in the uh... – exhibition game on Monday night and they've got another exhibition game coming up this Sunday that'll be uh, November the 5th 2 o'clock tip against Virginia Tech exhibition game and the final tune-up before the regular season starts the Gamecocks will actually open on the road this year at Wofford on November the 10th so Joe wanted to talk about and you were at the exhibition game last night wanted to talk with you about what you saw at that game Uh, you know the Gamecocks still very much trying to figure out what role each player will have on this new team and this new season. And, you know, I think Frank Martin's still trying to figure that out and the players themselves still have a lot to learn and everybody's just trying to find their way at this point. But the Gamecocks uh, had their way with an Erskine team. This is a Division II program. South Carolina had them completely outsized last night. The Gamecocks whipped Erskine on the boards and Carolina dominated second chance points. 85-44 was the final in the exhibition win over Erskine at the CLA on Monday night. And Joe, we can talk about returning players. Chris Silva led the Gamecocks with 15 points. He's the junior forward, 15 points and nine boards in the exhibition win over Erskine. And he will headline this group of returning players that does have Final Four experience now. Mike Kotsar is in that group as well. Kotsar played 18 minutes in the exhibition, had uh, nine points and three rebounds. And, you know, this will form the, the bulk of the Gamecocks front court this year, Joe. But the Gamecocks have got some new backups that figure to give the Gamecocks a lot more depth in the front court this year than they had last year. So talk about Chris Silva and Mike Kotsar, two of the top returning players for 2017-18. When you talk about Mike Kotsar and Chris Silva, you're talking about two guys, like you mentioned earlier, about the experience that they received last year. Um, Chris Silva last year was up and down throughout the season because of foul trouble. The kid can play. Um, he's one of the top players returning in the SEC this year. But you can also tell that those two guys had a tremendous summer, and, and people don't realize how much you get better during the summer. It's not about 
practice right now. It's not about doing the season. You get better doing the summer. So you can tell those guys putting the work. You can tell by the definition of their bodies. Um, Chris Hill, of course, is definitely a, true, a tremendous athlete. He can run the floor. He can jump. He's so exciting around that basket. But I like the, the, how, what I see about Mike Kopsar. You can tell he stayed here this summer. He, he put on some – he toned up his body. He, he's worked on his game. He's shooting threes. He's sitting on the floor. And it's, just, it's really nice to see those guys. Of course, Chris Silver will be the face of this program now because one of the top players coming back. But then you got some, you know, as you watched last night game, those guys came out shooting a lot of threes. You know, they, I think they were 9 for 35 on the night. And that's something you don't normally see from a Frank Martin team. I think they only shot over 30 times one time last year, and that was against a, a Alabama team where they went in the thriller, thrilling Four times, four overtimes that game. Yeah, that's right. Last year, yeah, they had that game last year, and they barely shot over thirty threes that game. And and but you know, and Frank Presses and what he's been saying so far this year, this team is a really good shooting team. And you can just tell by the confidence that those guys came down with. Um, you saw uh, Hassani Gravit came down several. He he shot like three threes in a row. Made the first two. The second one, I was questioning. I'm like, God, this guy came down on the break and just pulled up. You just normally don't see that with Frank. Uh, letting his guys shoot like that. But he has to, he mentioned that he did at that time. He had some young guys that were inside, the Hoss kids and the guy kids. Uh, they were playing inside. So in turn, um, I think those guys were very confident getting those guys the ball inside. Cause they, you know, they're still young. You know, that was a, a, a division two team. We can talk about Erskine, but they were very tough. They played as, as well as they could. But, you know, throughout the year, um, uh, hopefully these young guys will get better because we're definitely going to need their services throughout the year because uh, this season goes by fast. I mean, it's getting ready to start up, but the season definitely goes by fast. And, and, and by January, before we get in the league play, we need these guys to be seasoned. We need these guys to uh, be able to back up Silver and be able to back up Coach Saul. But as far as the guards, you know, replacing those guards that we left last year, we're losing three uh, professional players. You know, guys playing overseas and guys playing the G League, and of course, and there's someone playing in the league with the Clippers. Yeah. Um, we got some guys that that, that I think that, that are willing to step up. The guy that I really liked last night was Justin Manaya. Uh, that kid, from what I hear, he he's an extra early. He, he's an early. Um, he came in early. He's a, I guess a 17 season. He should be a senior in high school. I mean, from what I'm from, from what I heard last night, and uh, that kid was very poised, has a nice body on him. He could. He, he was just very crafty around the basket, getting to the basket. He had some steals and got out and, and laid the ball up. That's uh, a guy that's ready as a freshman to come in and, and be a very, very important part to this game caught lineup this year. Okay. Hassani Gravit started at point guard last night, and he actually played the most minutes. Frank Martin played 12 Gamecocks in this exhibition win over Erskine on Monday night, and Gravit played the most minutes, 25 of them, shot three of nine from the floor, scored 10 points and had uh, three assists and five turnovers. So Gravit got the start at point guard. And, uh, Joe, uh, speaking of the bigs, again, going back to the big men returning, Kadeem Guy, whom you mentioned, uh, played 15 minutes, and he's going to see some time this year, seven-foot sophomore, born in Senegal, prepped in Bradenton, Florida. Didn't see a lot of action last year, but he's, you know, another year in the program now, and he figures to get some playing time this year. So uh, turning our attention to the guards a little bit, uh, Joe, you know, Gravit started at point guard. You told me before the start of the podcast today that you're not sure Hassani Gravit is going to be the guy all year, but he's going to get the first opportunity because of his experience 
with the team last year and the fact that, you know, he played good minutes for the Gamecocks a year ago. But he may not be the long-term answer at point guard, Joe, and that's really the big question coming into seventeen, eighteen. I got to believe. Yes, it is, and, and you got that. He, 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 you know, I'm gonna say forced to play. You know, we the guys that we did lose, but we did remember Rock Felder got a, some little issues this summer, so he has been dismissed from the team indefinitely. So we don't know when he's coming. I don't know when he's coming back, but uh, so there you go. Hassan Grammer has to step up, and with his experience and everything, he's gonna have to. Play the majority role of that. Uh, you got Corey Holden that, that's coming in to transfer. Uh, that was part of the team. Well, wasn't part of the team, but he was, had to sit out last year. Dealing with some injuries. And he got in a little bit last night, and you could tell that he's still trying to get his feet back up under him. And, and, you know, a lot of times I heard he was able to practice some last year, but coming back from those injuries, he had some serious knee injuries last year, which uh, if you look at his numbers from, from where he played, at, he had some really, really good numbers playing against him some good competition up there. He had some 30-point games against some very high competition. So the kid can score. He, he obviously can score. He's part of this group of guys that, that, that can shoot the ball well, as Frank mentioned in his early, uh, some of his presses. So uh, we just got to uh, support gravity and, and hopefully that, and I don't like those five turnovers that he had last night against the Division Two team, but no, it's early, man. It, I can't, you can't really judge them to just an exhibition game, I'm telling you. These guys probably were so excited about finally playing against somebody else. You know, I remember days when, when my time there playing at Carolina. You, you get excited when practice first comes, and then you beat each other up so much every day, doing, doing the same thing every day in practice. And it's hard to stay focused and, 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 and keep that fire going. But once you're able to play an exhibition game, get to play out in front of the fans, and and it, you just get excited and just ready to beat up on somebody else other than yourself. So... This is good for them. That's why they have the exhibition games where they can get out and, and see what they got. Uh, I don't think Frank exactly know what he's dealing with right now, but that's why he had his game with the popcorn stopped popping and the soda machines on and the lights on. You know, you see him in practice, but once that light's on, you, you, you get to see a better feel. You get a better feel of uh, that you can trust this guy in different situations. Is Hassan going to be that point? Is Betty going to be able to come out there and play it? Corey Holden. You get you, you get the chance to see with the game last night, and of course this coming Sunday against Virginia Tech, who will be a much tougher uh, competitor for them. They'll learn a lot from that also. Eight newcomers this year for the Gamecock men's team: four guards, three forwards, and the center Jason Cud from Sakasti High School, who played eight minutes in the exhibition against Erskine. Joe, let's stay with the guards here for a moment. Frank Booker comes in; he's a grad transfer, played at Florida Atlantic most recently, but was on the Oklahoma Sweet 16 team two years ago. And Booker was born in Iceland; he grew up in Augusta, Georgia, played at Westside High, so he's from the area. A lot of folks are familiar with Frank Booker, and he comes in with one year of eligibility. He's a grad transfer, 6'3", 208-pound shooting guard. He hit three threes in the game against Erskine Monday night. And, uh, you know, Frank Martin has said that he thinks this is going to be the best shooting team that he's ever had. And Frank Booker is a guy that I think Martin knew would come in and be able to play right away. Now, Frank has said that, uh, you know, Frank is having to relearn – Frank Booker, that is, is having to relearn the way to defend. He's having to learn – Frank Martin style of defense and that's been a bit of a challenge through the preseason practice schedule but Booker's making progress we know he can shoot the three Joe and you know I gotta believe he's gonna be one of the top guards in the Gamecock rotation this year Frank Booker number five from Augusta Georgia yes he will I'm very impressed with him uh you can just tell by uh when he just when he was able to get out there on the court he was 
you can tell he wasn't a, true, a freshman, so you can tell right off you don't know that he's a fifth-year senior, uh, that he's, he's ready to play. He was able to catch and shoot several times, was able to get to the basket on one. I think he finished with about 11 points last night and hit three three threes for the team. But, um, you know, offense is not the main problem when you come to Frank Martin. Uh, he pushed you in a position. You just got to be in those positions. The hardest thing for most guys, for most new guys coming in is defensively. Um, Frank is very meticulous about how he wants his guys to guard and how he wants uh, for denials. And, 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 you know, we've seen it the past couple of years. Ball pressure. Ball pressure is very key. You don't want to let uh, opposing offensive guys be too comfortable. And Frank does a great job of um, um, teaching defense and making guys very, very uncomfortable whenever they, you know, play against certain teams. So, yeah, uh, Frank Booker, but he's, he's, he's been around. And I don't see him having too much of a problem adjusting. It's just coming with time. Um, but you got another guy that I was very impressed with last night also was uh, David Beatty. Uh, I think I heard that Frank is very, very high on him, a freshman that came in. Um, he's, he's, he will, defensively, that's what Frank likes, what he does. And he's he's going to remind the Gamecock fans of uh, Dwayne Ellis of last year. He likes to, to uh, pick you up full court, turn you, turn you a lot. So if you can get him – into the mix and get him into the rotation. And I don't think he's a great offensive player right now, but I'm quite sure Frank will have put him in a situation where he can be effective because, you know, we both we definitely need him to be effective on both ends. Definitely when he's such a great on-ball defender. And if you remember last year, that was the key to that run last year. Yeah. Everything started with Dwayne Notice defensively and made a lot of teams do that run through the NCAA tournament very uncomfortable because they wasn't used to that type of defensive pressure. So, Beatty is the freshman from Philadelphia, prepped at Emotep up there in Philly, 6'2", 205. He's, a, I think, naturally a two-guard, but he can play some point. He played some point against Erskine, and he'll be one of the players competing for time in the backcourt for the Gamecocks. Frank Booker is there as well. Hassani Gravitt started at point guard against Erskine. But uh, Frank said, Frank Martin, that is, after the ball game, said, you know, don't read too much into who started tonight. He said he'll likely run a different starting five in Sunday's upcoming exhibition game against Virginia Tech. But we're just trying to give you a, a general idea of who uh, the main contributors might be for this new season. David Beatty figures to be one of them. And a couple of other transfers, Joe, that you've already talked a little bit about. Corey Holden joined the Gamecocks last year but had to sit out due to NCAA transfer rules. He transferred in from Delaware, 17 points a game scorer at uh, Delaware. He's a redshirt junior, 6'1", 197. He had the knee injury a year ago, so he wasn't really able to practice much with the team recovering from that injury. But Holden's a guy with college experience that you know could factor in at the point guard position. And Wesley Myers, another transfer guard, he comes in from Maine, originally started his college career at Niagara, uh, 6'1", 193 pounds. So Frank handpicked these guys, Joe Holden, Myers, and Frank Booker, three transfers to come in and try to fill some of this void that the Gamecocks have got in the backcourt. Yes, and, and, and he has a, a good thing on his hands. Um, whoever's rolling, he's going to go with. Okay. And, and, he, and and this team, you know, um, we had, you know, it was somewhat deep last year. But I, you know, as of looking last night, this team looked really, really deep at the guard position. So, um Whoever's going to be rolling, who's going to buy into Frank's philosophy, uh, I think will get the most playing time. And, of course, you would hope um, Hassani Gravitt gets the most of that because he's been there. He has a lot of experience. But these uh, transfers are coming in who's have, who have been in the college game before. Um, we Hopefully they will be able to 
be a major contributor to that they can catch on to the Frank Martin system really quick and be able to uh, keep this thing rolling with the Gamecocks this year. Two newcomers, Joe, that were the most productive against Erskine, and this is the only game that we've got to go on so far, so we're talking a lot about this. But, again, uh, take it with a grain of salt, just an exhibition game against a D2 school. But we got our first look at uh, Justin Manaya, whom you talked about earlier, freshman from Harrington Park, New Jersey. He's a forward. He can play some guard, 6'5", 210. Just a complete player. Comes from a sporting family, Joe. And uh, Coach Martin talked about him. In fact, we're going to get a soundbite here in just a moment from Coach Martin talking about Justin Manaya. But he made a real good impression in the exhibition game against Erskine, as did Felipe Haas. Born in Chile, prepped at Miami Christian in South Florida. 6'9", 250, Manaya 6'5", 210, and uh, Felipe Haas, number 13 for the Gamecocks, had 12 rebounds. That was a team high against Erskine. Yes, uh, those guys came in and contributed. And I know it was just a Division II team, but you know, for their first game and their first experience, uh, I was really impressed. I was really impressed. And uh, like you mentioned earlier about the amount of threes they shot, they were 9 out of 35 for threes. And the thing about that um, – He's almost letting his whole team shoot threes. Outside of the guards, uh, I think Silver shot a couple threes and the Felipe Haas kid shot a three last night. So um, if they can get that rolling and, and Frank is that confident in them, uh, it's going to be a tough team. Um, we mentioned earlier about um, being the 11th rank in the SEC this year, which is a knock on the team that's coming off the Final Four appearance. But I like that in a way. They can go ahead and disrespect this, but I think that Frank is going to coach. You've seen it in the past years when teams haven't been that good, but we Frank has coached those teams up so well. And I think he's really, really confident in his team that he can, you know, take this team back to the NCAA Final Not the Final Four, but just get back into the big dance again this year. Yeah. And uh, that's that's all we expect. You yeah. know, we didn't expect much last year. All right. You know? That's right. Yeah. I think uh, tournament – Appearance is uh, an attainable goal for the Gamecocks this year. We're going to talk about the schedule here in just a moment. Gamecock basketball season preview here with Joe Rett. I'm Emerson Phillips. Glad to have you along on Gamecock Central Radio. The women's season preview will be coming up later this week here on Gamecock Central Radio, so we want to invite you to join us for that later in the week here on GCR. Joe, Ibrahim Dumbia is another freshman born in Mali, prepped at Miami Country Day. Frank Martin coached high school ball for, you know, 12 or 13 years in South Florida, and he continues to reach into South Florida for high school basketball talent. He's brought a number of kids in from South Florida. Ibrahim Dumbia will wear number 14 this year, 6'6", 205-pound freshman forward, and he played, obviously, in the win over Erskine Monday night as well. So another newcomer that will be a factor this year. And, again, Joe, we're trying to get a handle on, uh, you know, who's going to play what role I think Frank Martin's still trying to establish that. The players obviously have a lot to learn, and this is an important time of year because uh, the season starts, you know, we're, we're 10 or 11 days from the start of the season now, and the early portion of the schedule will obviously be used to sort of iron out who's going to do what for this basketball team. And it really is kind of exciting because all things are possible right now, Joe. And, yes, there are a lot of questions, not a lot of answers right now, but you know, I think we've learned with Frank Martin that uh, – he obviously went out and picked these players for a reason, Joe. He invited these men to come in and be a part of the, the program because he feels like they can do the things that he expects them to do to make South Carolina a successful basketball team again this year. So, you know, when I look at what Frank Martin accomplished last year and his uh, body of work as a whole, as a head coach, uh, I was shocked, frankly, Joe, to learn that the 
media picked the Gamecocks to finish 11th in the SEC. I know Thornwell's gone. I know Dozier and Notice are gone. But, Joe, we still got players on this team with Final Four experience, players that grew. Chris Silva dominated in the tournament last year. I mean, at times he was a real force at forward. And I think, you know, Mike Coatsar was just a freshman last year. And you think of all that experience that he got, the confidence that he's got to have coming into this his sophomore year combined with these newcomers that, that are going to bring in athleticism and depth, the likes of which the Gamecocks did not have last year. I just think if you think there are ten teams in the Southeastern Conference that are going to be better than the Gamecocks this year, I believe you're sorely mistaken, Joe. I'm not saying you're one of those. I'm talking to the media that went to Nashville yeah. and picked the Gamecocks 11th in the league. I couldn't believe it. Uh, it's hard to believe that, too, uh, as a, because of the run we came off of. But I don't think all that has to do with Frank. My theory on that is it's a South Carolina tradition. Um, I think that's what the, the guys are. I don't think they're looking in depth, whoever these writers are looking in depth of, of Frank's body of work and, and and what he brings every year. And, and this team is improving every year. Uh, we might not have the big names this year like we had last year, but this team will compete on a nightly basis. But being 11, uh, that is almost a slap in the face, but hey, that should be more, even more motivation to these guys this year to yeah. go out there and prove them that hey, we're not in the eleven team. We come off a final four run. We should do a whole. We should be. You should guys. You guys could give us a little bit more respect. But um, like I said, I think it's more of the South Carolina tradition when it comes to basketball that they may have looked at, thinking that last year was just a fluke. But uh, hey. Whatever you can find to find that motivation, go right at it. Let it be whatever it is. But yeah. uh, from what I'm hearing in the locker room, these guys, of course, they, they're not dwelling on what happened last year, but they, they're real excited to 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 start this, keep this train rolling as far as getting back into the NCAA. And that's a lot of the, those guys is fighting, coming back from yeah. uh, with the returning players. And I'll tell you one more thing first before we go on. Bringing Justin Mackey back in is so key. You know, Frank is really, really big on uh, his his senior, his returning players coming back, not just running practice, but being leaders, helping the young guys come back. And I think having Justin back and Justin been through the system for the last four years, he's going to be a big, tremendous help being able to, you know, have these young guys come to him and ask them, hey, how do we do this? How do we do this? And being, you know, not just on the court, but off the court. And, and I, I like that move where Frank, you know, has put Justin Mackey a part of that staff and, and it helps his job a lot, make his job a lot easier too. Well, everything's not relying on Frank Martin. So uh, having some players that they can relate to once one year removed would be a big key to uh, some of these guys adjusting this year. Yeah, three former Gamecock players are part of the staff now for Frank Martin, Justin Mackey, and Tamarcus Blanton are student assistant mm-hmm. coaches, and Brian Steele is a graduate student manager. So that's uh, one way to maintain some continuity, Joe, is to bring back former players, make them a part of your staff. And you know these are young people that are just fresh out of the program, and they can relate to these 17-, 18-, 19-year-old kids uh, that are coming in to represent the Gamecocks. And uh, I think these three, Steele, Blanton, and Mackey, can – kind of pass along uh, some of the things that they have learned from Frank Martin. So I I think it sets up, you know, I think the Gamecocks are in good shape, Joe. You know, maybe it's just blind faith on my part based on what the Gamecocks did last year. And I think you're right. I think the national perception will be that South Carolina caught lightning in a bottle last year and it was kind of a fluke, say what you will. I think that will be the national perception. And then when you look at the fact that uh, the main players off of last year's team at least in the backcourt with Thornwell, Dozier, and Notice. They're all gone. 
So nationally, people are looking at the Gamecocks saying, well, without Thornwell, Carolina won't be the same this year. And I'm sure that'll be true. But uh, I just feel like uh, Frank Martin, I just I got confidence in Frank Martin to put together another good basketball team here in 2017-18. And I just I find it hard to believe there's going to be ten teams in the basketball poor Southeastern Conference. They're going to be better than the Gamecocks. Joe, I may be dead wrong. And if I am, I'll be the first one to admit it. We'll see. He's not, he's not dead wrong, but there are some teams that, that SEC has, has, has really done well in recruiting the past two years. Um, you see this year Florida's going to be as good as they normally are. But it wanted to, I want to say surprising, but to some people, not to me, that Alabama team, yep. um, I think he had one of the number one, maybe one of the top recruiting classes this year, and they had a really, really tough team last year. So um, Avery Johnson's done a tremendous job down there in Alabama. So you're going to see some of the teams uh, rise up, and but then you're going to see some teams that are not doing too well. But I totally agree with you. Are we the 11 best team? No, we're a lot better than that. And, and I just can't wait to uh, make some of those writers regret what they put yeah, out there. Right. And every one of those things. So, can't wait, man. I'm excited, man. I'm very excited. All right, I'll tell you what. Let's get into some Frank Martin sound here. He spoke to the media after the exhibition win over Erskine on Monday night, and he talks about a lot of the topics that we have addressed today on the season preview for Gamecock men's basketball. Let's listen in to Frank Martin. Uh, he was asked about uh, – the success of last year's team, and is there added pressure on this year's team to play well this year and to have a good record and to get back to the tournament based on the success of last year's team? And here's what Frank Martin had to say. Yeah, we don't talk about last year. It's Last year's team's got nothing to do with this year's team. Just like the team that won 14 games in my first year, they had nothing to do with the team that won 25 the year before. Uh, we don't talk about it. Uh, it's it's irrelevant, to be honest with you. Other than 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 the lessons the guy that were that were in that locker room should have learned to help them uh, understand what what the journey is made out of, uh, how to act, how to work on their games, how to how to handle a locker room. Um, outside of that, all that stuff's really irrelevant. And the pressure that that we deal with right now is the one that we put on each other to make sure that we each do our jobs the best we can every single day. That's the only pressure that matters. It, it's uh, uh, if, if I start coaching these guys and comparing them to the successes and failures of last year's team, they won't play. It's, it's, and then I'm not doing my job. It's, um, I can't blame – because if I do that, then I can't blame them when they take winning for granted. You know, and this year's team's completely different. So, Joe, there's Frank Martin talking about, uh, you know, expectations coming into this year. It's a new year for him, a new team. This year's team has little or nothing to do with what happened last year, and I like that approach. I like that approach, too, and that's that's why he's such a great coach. Um, he has to put that behind with, with – one well, thing. it's only three or four guys that returned from last year anyway, so that shouldn't be too hard. you got a lot of new faces, like we mentioned earlier, coming into a new program. They wasn't part of that, so – their job is to come in and 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 keep this thing rolling and and not dwell on what they did last year. So uh, that's where coaching comes in. Not let these guys get complacent. Not to listen to all the naysayers and listen to all the people that's boosting their heads. Oh, you guys were great last year. That's where coaching comes in to try to make that balance and keep these guys motivated to you know never know. Try to do that. Do it again. You never know. Like we didn't know last year how it was going to turn out. So. Um, Again, coaching is the way to uh, 
get in and get them guys balanced and not to be able to get you complacent out there this year. More Frank Martin sound here. The Gamecocks have got four freshmen that we believe will contribute here in the new season. Justin Manaya and Felipe Haas, a couple of forwards, a couple of freshmen, played well against Erskine in that exhibition win, and Frank Martin talked about them. Yeah, Felipe and Justin have established themselves as as uh, two guys that, that that pick up our defensive philosophies, and they've been pretty consistent with that. Um, you know, Wes and Book are, are trying to – they're trying uh, to, to play differently than they've ever been asked to play before in college. And that's, that's, that's easier to do with a 15-year-old. It's a little harder with an 18-year-old. It's a lot harder with a 22-year-old. Um, they're, they're, they, they've gotten used to playing in college a certain way, and they've been around for a while. And the older we get, the more stubborn we are. So, um, uh, you know, and then some of those other young guys – um, they they continue to try and figure it out. You know, David had been real good, and then he hasn't been very good for three straight days. So, uh, you know, I it, uh, he he understands too. He, he's his practices last week were great. Uh, this week they started off okay, and they've kind of tailed off as the week went on, or leading into this week, I should say. So, uh, but it's I'm I'm okay with it. I, you know, we we we're making. A lot of mistakes right now. Majority of them are on the ball defense, um, but we'll be all right. So Manaya and Haas, Joe, have made a good impression on Frank Martin in the preseason here. And you know, Frank Martin's calling card is defense, Joe. And when you hear Frank Martin say that Manaya and Haas have picked things up defensively, to me that tells me they're going to be on the floor. They're going to be on the floor a lot. And I was, not only was he impressed, but a lot of uh, – I sat with a couple of former players last night. We watched the game, and we was interested in – you know, how this new team is going to look. And we were very impressed with the young guys coming in, you know, playing against this team. The first game for them, you know, remember, it was nerve-wracking for me, my first game, so I don't imagine how they felt. But they didn't look like they were rattled. You know, they looked like very confident. They had a good game plan. Uh, their confidence was very high on the, you know, to be in their first exhibition game. So uh, they're ready. These guys are ready. They've been prepared. They put their time in throughout the summer to uh, be in this position to, you know, Erskine was uh, wasn't a tough. I mean, it was, they gave the best effort that they can. But on on Sunday, they'll have a. We'll see. We'll learn more on Sunday against a very very tough Virginia Tech team. Yeah, Vautech made the tournament a year ago, so this will be a much better gauge of what the Gamecocks have got coming into this new season here. Let's listen in one more time to Frank Martin speaking again after the exhibition game Monday night, and Frank Martin talks about uh, ultimately. Players have to take ownership of the team. He was asked about uh, Hassani Gravit and how Hassani played at point guard, and Frank talked about the point guard position a little bit, and he talked about players taking ownership of the team. That's what he expects them to do this year. The game starts with it starts and ends with your point guard, and if your point guard is lax, then everyone behind them is going to be lax when he's on defense, and everyone in front of him is going to be lax when you're on offense. And um, you know, I, I wasn't happy with our ball movement and set offense today. I thought we had some good sequences where we passed and whatever. We missed shots. You know, sometimes you make shots and it makes your offense look better. Uh, I played a lot of guys, and and I, you know, we had some guys that weren't sharp moving off the ball. Um, I think some of the decisions we made in set offense could have been better, as far as passes that 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 were there to be made that we didn't make, or passes where we tried to force. To certain areas, um, 
And then again, I, I don't know if you guys pay attention to me. I just kind of sat there. I didn't say too much because they need to learn. And, and they need to figure it out. And they need to learn how to speak to one another. They know. They know how we practice and they do it right in practice. Not Wednesday we'll show the film and, you know, we'll address some of those things. But um, they, 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 players have to take ownership. That's, it, they have to take ownership. And that's on them. That's on them. I, and if they're not willing to do it, then i got to make them do it. And then it gets uncomfortable. And we've been down that road four years ago. We don't need to go back down that road. They get it. They'll be okay. So that's Frank Martin talking about the point guard position, Joe. And, you know, we, we agree that this is going to be one of the main questions for Carolina coming into this new season is who's going to handle the point. Can Asani Gravitt uh, hold down that starting position? He figures to be pushed some, you know, by possibly David Beatty and or Corey Holden. So if the Gamecocks can get solid play at the point guard position like they got last year from P.J. Dozier, the Gamecocks could be in position you know, to have another good season this year. But the point guard is an area of concern coming into the year, Joe. Yes, it is. But, um, again, everything starts and ends with the point guard um, on both ends of the floor. Uh, that point guard has to be the one to get everybody engaged. Uh, that point guard has to be the one that gets everybody excited and, and, and not too excited in the same sense doing certain games. So I think uh Gravin may have the uh his hands on the on the wheel, uh, so to speak, for the first part of the game. But we got a lot of guys in here that are capable of playing points. So it would be by committee sometime. You're gonna see some rough passes possibly because uh you know, in in my mind as of yeah, I don't see none of them being a true point guard, but hey, Sendares wasn't a true point guard either, but he, and Dwayne knows wasn't a true point guard. Those guys done really well of getting that ball up court and, and, and getting the team involved and getting everybody set up and being in the right position. So I'm not even, I'm not worried about that. I'm just worried defensively sometimes that uh, how quick these guys are going to adjust and how quickly would they put pressure on opposing teams coming into CLL, being on the road or going to these future tournaments that they're going to. Will they be able to uh, make things difficult like they did last year? And, and, and that'll come in time. That's why you had a somewhat of a easy game um, yesterday and get a better gauge. Uh, this coming Sunday, and then you got, you know, tournaments coming up. So uh, we'll see. And I, I have a lot of faith in them. I have a lot of faith in Frank and these coaching staff that they will definitely get these guys uh, the right experience and the right time, and they'll be able to compete this year. Joe, let's talk about the schedule a little bit before we wrap it up here. Again, uh, the second and final exhibition game coming up Sunday, 2 o'clock at the Colonial Life Arena. It's the Hoops for Hurricane Relief Exhibition against Virginia Tech. A couple of NCAA tournament teams. $10 will be the price of admission and net proceeds will go to hurricane relief efforts for Florida, Texas and Puerto Rico. So that's going to be fun Sunday at 2, and we'll get an, another look, a better look at the Gamecock men's basketball team here as they have their final exhibition game before the season starts at Wofford on November the 10th. That'll be a Friday night game, 7 o'clock tip up in Spartanburg. And then, Joe, it'll be the Puerto Rico tip-off, which has been relocated to Myrtle Beach. Uh, Puerto oh. Rico hit hard, obviously, by the hurricane weeks ago, and that forced the Puerto Rico tip-off to be relocated to Myrtle Beach. And the Gamecocks will take on Western Michigan on November the 13th. That'll be an 8 o'clock start. And then on the 16th of November, it'll be South Carolina against Illinois State. Uh, And I said Myrtle Beach. It's actually in Conway, South Carolina at the HTC Center. That's where the Coastal Carolina Shauna Clears play. That game on the 16th against Illinois State will be an 11.30 a.m. start time. It'll be televised on ESPN2. 
and then a couple of other games uh, in the Puerto Rico tip-off on the 17th and the 19th of November. Opponents to be determined based on how the Gamecocks fare in the first two games. And then it'll be South Carolina at Florida International. So Frank Martin taking the team back down to Miami where he has recruited well in recent years, and the Gamecocks will play a regular season game at Florida International on November the 27th. And then, Joe, it'll be the Under Armour reunion. The Gamecocks get Temple in New York City at Madison Square Garden. Garden's been good to the Gamecocks recently, hadn't it, Joe, where the Gamecocks went and punched their ticket to the Final Four last year. Absolutely. It didn't seem that long ago, but, uh, yes, when you look at this upcoming schedule, man, it's, it's, you know, people, when you first look at the schedule, you see a Wofford. Uh, Wofford's a tough team. Uh, and they'll be, I believe they'll be opening their new arena that night against us. They'll have their first game in their new arena there in Walford. And uh, you got the uh, Puerto Rican tournament that will be here in, in, in Myrtle Beach. Um, you have these early games for a reason. Just, to, you know, get your feet wet, uh, see where you're at uh, after, you know, exhibition games. And you got these tournaments and you got these other games that's coming up. Before league play, you, you, you learn a whole lot before league play. And that's, that's what's important, learning your team and seeing what you can get out of uh, each and every one of your players, how many minutes you can play them, how, you know, just different things that coaches have to look at to try to uh, fit this team together to make it gel. And that's a tough job, especially with so many new faces this year. That's the challenge Frank has this year. How many minutes to play for him? Where can he play them at? So um, I'm, I'm quite sure he, he's used to it. He, he's used to the challenges. Uh, coming here, I thought, was a challenge for him. Uh, with the uh, staff that, that left him, you know, covered almost bare when he got here. But um, he has done a tremendous job of um, building this thing into a program right now. And I mean, of course, very, very excited. Gamecocks get Temple on November the 30th at Madison Square Garden. That'll be a 9 o'clock tip-off. And then six games in the month of December, UMass, Wyoming, and Coastal Carolina at home before a road trip to Clemson on December the 19th at 7 o'clock. Gamecocks return home against uh, Limestone after the Christmas break on December the 27th. And then SEC play starts on December the 31st, a New Year's Eve game at Ole Miss in Oxford, Mississippi. Six o'clock tip on ESPN2. And, Joe, that will turn the calendar into 2018, and the Gamecocks will play their home opener in the SEC on January the 3rd against Missouri. That will be a 9 o'clock tip on ESPN2. And then the Gamecocks will get Vanderbilt on January the 6th before a couple of road games at Alabama. A lot of folks high on Alabama, like you said, Joe, with the good recruiting class that they have brought in. And uh, then the Gamecocks will play in Athens against the Georgia Bulldogs on January the 13th. That'll be a 1 o'clock start. Then the Gamecocks have got Kentucky on January the 16th. That'll be in Columbia, 9 o'clock tip-off there. And that's the only ESPN game that the Gamecocks will play this year. And that's one that everybody will have circled January the 16th, home against Kentucky. It's always a big game. Uh, no matter where, when it is, Kentucky's always, you know, you try not to uh, look ahead, but that's one game you always circle. You're playing against, of course, one of the best in the country, of course, the best in the SEC every year. But, um, and uh, a lot of, you know, when the schedule came out, a lot of people were like, oh, where, where's the, the big names? And it's not a whole lot of big names on the schedule. It's for a reason, you know. It's, it's obvious. Uh, last year we played some bigger schools, and, but we had a more experienced team. Right, but right now, there's too many unknowns, and uh, you don't want to set yourself up to play against some of these teams which you don't know what you have right now. You know, once he learns that, and once we get these young guys experience, uh, the schedule will be a little bit tougher. But you know, that's that's all a part about 
learning your team and, and, and helping each team grow. Because sometimes, sometimes teams are so young, you don't want to throw them in the mix that early preseason. I mean, pre-conference schedule. So um, I think the schedule sets up well for the team. Um, it's going to be some ups and downs because they're so young, but. Uh, as a whole, I think they'll, they'll be fine. Yeah, I fully expect the Gamecocks to be better in March than they will be when they open the season at Wofford on November the 10th. But it's going to be fun to watch this team grow and develop, and, and can they put together another great year like last year's team did. So you can get the full Gamecock schedule at GamecocksOnline.com. That's the official website of Gamecock Athletics, and that's where our Frank Martin sound came from today, GamecocksOnline.com. Joe, it's going to be fun, man, to follow this team again. Last year was an incredible run and very exciting what Gamecock men's basketball has accomplished. And I think, uh, you know, excitement, enthusiasm around the program has got to be at an all-time high, certainly since the McGuire era. And it's good to see for basketball heads like you and me, man, it's great to see the basketball team getting some love. No doubt. Um, and surprisingly, last night, there was a nice little crowd out there for just an exhibition game against Earth. And so uh, hopefully we can continue this momentum with the fan support. And, you know, even though the team did well, I tell you, the fans had so much to do with They took over Greenville, they took over uh, Arizona, and they took over uh, New York City this year. And, and I tell you, when you got a good product out there, the guy, I mean, the fans definitely will uh, support. So I know we're still going through the football season right now, but they're doing so well right now. But, hey, make some room for the basketball team because uh, Frank, Frank Martin has a really good product, and, and they're very exciting, and hopefully we can – continue to have the fan support and, and they can get out there and push this team. You know, it's not like going to the CLA with a full house out there and it, it makes things a little bit easier for those guys yep. on Game a Co- nightly basis. Yep, Gamecock fans got to be excited about Gamecock basketball. And if you're not excited, it's time to get excited because we're about to tip off the new season here. And, Joe, you know, as if what the men accomplished wasn't enough last year, the women took down the big title last year, won it all. Dawn Staley's Gamecocks uh, won the national championship, and Gamecock women will have their own podcast this year on Gamecock Central Radio, and you and I will be doing that later this week for the women's season preview. So that's going to be fun for us as well. That'll be a whole lot of fun. Seeing the uh, ring set, watching those ladies get their rings the other night was just such awesome to see that they just get them to see them receive those rings the other night. <laughs> and, you know, going into this year, uh, we got – I think they're preseason number two. Uh, you got Asia Wilson, her senior year. It'll be exciting to see how well she do and become a, truly one of the all-time greats as a women's basketball player. Yeah, Gamecock women have got UConn coming to Columbia this year and Asia Wilson, preseason SEC player of the year. The Gamecock women will try to win the SEC for the fifth straight year under Coach Dawn Staley. Gamecock women are reigning national champs. We're going to have the women's season preview podcast coming up later this week on Gamecock Central Radio. That's going to wrap it up today, Joe. Looking forward to the start of basketball, man. Great talking Gamecock hoops with you again. It was a pleasure, man. Let's do it again later and and, and just – we just need fans to have some support and keep, can come out and support these Gamecocks this year because it's a very exciting time. And, again, they are a big part of, of our success, the guys' success. So uh, it'll be exciting to learn this new team and, and break it down. And hopefully we can give some of the fans some insight on, on this team this year. That's what we'll try to do. Hey, we invite you out to the Colonial Life Arena as well for Sunday's exhibition game. Again, a 2 o'clock start against Virginia Tech. Tickets are $10. You can get them online or through the USC ticket office. And, again, uh, net proceeds from ticket sales for that exhibition game will go to hurricane relief efforts in Florida, Texas, and Puerto Rico. 
2 o'clock start for the Gamecocks against Virginia Tech. That's the men coming up on Sunday. So we hope to see you at the CLA. For Joe Rett, I'm Emerson Phillips, and this is Gamecock Men's Basketball Season Preview only on Gamecock Central Radio. Thanks for joining us. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, Money lines, you can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit fanduel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-424-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.